you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm Compass, I use they them pronouns, and I'm here from outside at 10pm with a candle recording this with a cup of tea. Um, and this is basically just going to be a little, little rant about things because I procrastinated and am recording this the night before because, you know, life is like that sometimes and we've all just got to get through it you know we've all got to just sit down light a candle outside at night and talk to ourselves basically um i did but before i went and recorded this i was asking around um like all of my friends i was just like does anybody just want to record this for like a radio show it'll be so easy it'll be like 15 minutes and I had some people that were like, yeah, and then they were like, oh, actually, I can't do it right now because it's so late or, you know, I have stuff to do tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? That's so fair. Um, I wish I was sleeping right now as well, um, but this will be a great time. I'm going to have a good time. I've basically, this is me psyching myself up to talk to myself because um, I hate recording these by myself. I was... I don't know I like having I like having conversations with people I think that's why I love speak out so much is because I basically just get to have conversations with people um like it's an excuse to just talk to people which is a bit sad but also great um so it's just psyching myself up for that I was like if I'm gonna do it by myself I'm gonna make it nice I'm gonna make it an experience I'm gonna make it um romantic I'm gonna pick myself some flowers um cook myself a nice dinner why not um yeah so here we are just living life doing this um so basically what i wanted to have a rant about is um cishet people playing queer roles because it infuriates me to no end um and it was it's one of those things of some type like when you think about it at first you're like oh it doesn't really seem like such a big deal like acting is acting and then you think about it a little bit more and you're just like oh my gosh it's just like it's really insidious like like at the worst of it it's like putting out really really bad messages about trans people that leads to violence and really awful stuff and like on the the like karma like calmer end of things the the softer end of things it's just really annoying and uncomfortable um so I, I guess this is something that's been talked about quite a lot over the last year especially um especially with like the um disclosure being released which is an amazing sort of documentary I guess you could call it of um trans portrayals in media which I love so much and it has so many amazing trans actors and actresses in it and they cover so much ground of like the history of the portrayal of trans people in media and I guess it's it was always something that I'd known was deeply dodgy or well not always known but you know I since thinking about it I think it's quite apparent that trans people don't get represented very well um but it definitely highlighted some really just like awful things that get said about us and get put out into the world and the the parallels that you can find between 
that sort of portrayal and violence is so so dramatic um so yeah and i guess honestly just go watch disclosure like turn off the like stop listening to this and go watch disclosure um it's like it can be really heavy but it's so amazing and um definitely made me tear up a little bit it was it was a whole thing i'm really sorry if you can hear the trucks <laughs> as well um but live laugh love um you get what you get oh my gosh I think a truck just like went over like a whole heap of speed bumps because it just went like tru, 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 tru. it was great sorry um yeah I got so distracted and forgot what I was talking about oh my gosh this is why I can't procrastinate on these things I need to just like do it so that this sort of messy stuff doesn't happen my candle just got blown out oh it's a sad life um yeah but these really sort of insidious messages about trans people and who we are especially um trans women and trans femmes um of being super deceptive or um being the butt of the joke a lot but um i don't know being seen as something that is inherently uh, unworthy unlovable um like the butt of the joke funny or just like horrific and it's really upsetting to watch and um like disclosure is quite it can be quite upsetting but i think it's really important to watch as well if that's something that you're able to handle and yeah i i guess all of us can sort of point to an example or at least many of us can um basically any <laughs> uh, trans character or trans narrative will have been acted by a cis person which i think it's quite i they bring it up in disclosure of being like a cis person playing a trans role a sort of says that this this person this trans character is just like a man or a woman playing dress up or pretending to be something that they're not which is not true for trans people but putting cis people in those roles definitely gives off that sort of message and also it's sort of that they're not able to bring the the depth of the trans experience to something and i think as well when i think about trans representation and things that have made me feel comfortable or seen or been inspired by it's definitely more social media than it has been any other sort of media because it's actual real people telling you or just showing you who they are as people even if it's just like tiny little snippets even if it's just a picture of their outfit or how they look that I think that's more inspiring to me and has definitely been more helpful and useful and uh, made me feel more like a, a part of a community than these sort of 2d portrayals of transness written and acted by cis people um yeah so i guess those are two things that we can think about when thinking about why cis people shouldn't play trans characters and um also i find it really annoying as well that's another thing <laughs> um i think i feel like it's really clear to see that cis people shouldn't play trans characters or at least it is to me but when we talk about like straight people playing queer roles or rainbow roles um that have to do with sexuality it's 
I think it gets a little bit more blurry or it, I guess you can't really see the the links between um, violence as much. And I think as well, it's something that's not, I guess it's, it's more about your relationships with people than it is with about a relationship with yourself, even though it, it is a lot about relationship with yourself. But when we're talking about portrayals of sexuality, it's often about the relationships um, that people have with other people which I think is like people can act that and um I guess like I feel like I can see both sides of this one of I feel like straight people straight people can like act a relationship with people of any gender because that's kind of like what they do and it's not often that people are actually acting like they're in a relationship with someone that they're actually in a relationship with so it is acting um which i can understand from there but at the same time i'm like again like rainbow people have deeper understandings of our own experiences than straight people ever could which makes us playing um these roles more authentic and we're able to give them more life than straight people are just inherently um but i think the <laughs> maybe my main issue with it which is so nitpicky and um i feel like i could never bring this up if i was doing like an actual serious debate about this because it's so nitpicky but um like the the media circuit or the interview circuit that they have to do when promoting like tv shows or movies are so annoying they're so obnoxious when it's straight people playing um rainbow characters especially if it's like focused on their like a relationship or their rainbowness and like if i hear one more cishet person say it's not a gay love story it's just a love story <laughs> i will oops, i will hurt someone it annoys me so much but <laughs> like this thing about like normalization to the point where people are, are just like willing to i don't know throw I guess it's it's harder to put into words than that, but like, I don't know. Rainbow love is different than cishet love, and like that's chill. But cisheads don't understand that. Cis is het. Um and as well, I think it, it, there's just something so deeply annoying to me about cishet actors or um writers or anything like that thinking that they've done something super revolutionary because they've written a story about rainbow characters or the rainbow experience and i'm like literally no like all you have done is um not even listen to our stories but you've gone and watched movies about other cishet people writing about the rainbow experience and you've just copied and pasted it, or you're putting rainbow people into cishet scenarios that feels sort of icky or weird, and it's so annoying. <laughs> I think I think for me the the biggest sort of example of this in recent times is Ammonite, um, which is a 2020 film with Kate. Winslet and Saoirse Ronan um basically a period piece and uh 
they they're gay i guess i wouldn't say they fall in love because their relationship is literally like zilch and um but the the press like the oh what's it called press junket is so funny to me because it's them just basically giving themselves a pat on the back because they had the um the bravery to play a rainbow character and tell a rainbow story which uh, it annoys me so deeply they think they're doing something and they're not um and oh my gosh and as well if you look at the story like it's it just ain't it um and it's basically that this won't be any spoilers for ammonite but i will say that if you're going into this thinking that it's gonna be like two hours of um just full-on romance and that it's not it's good it's a lot of um sort of half-hearted yearning and then 10 minutes of actual relationship um and then more yearning afterwards it's a it's a lot um i wouldn't i'm not gonna give i'm not gonna recommend watching it but i'm also not gonna recommend not watching it because i think um the experience of being able to bitch about it afterwards really is something um, that Ammonite can give you. The movie itself can't really give you that much, though. Um, sorry to Kate Winslet, who I know is listening right now. Um, yeah, anyway, that's my opinion. Um, and I think it, it really goes to show that there just isn't they're just not self-aware enough to know that they shouldn't be telling these stories because they're not their stories to tell and they don't know when they're being done right or wrong and I think it's like it especially going back to the Ammonite example it's like Ammonite is the cishet version of Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Portrait of a Lady on Fire is god tier so good made by like a lesbian director starring a lesbian about a lesbian love story and it's done so well um ammonite can never this just it was trying to i was trying to talk about like you know cishets not playing rainbow roles and then it just turned into me like shitting on ammonite which i'm very sorry for but i'm also not sorry for um i feel like this is something that i've been needing to get off my chest for a while um (laughs) um ammonite haunts me to this day um anyway um thank you so much for listening to me ramble and um coming up next is neo and emlyn um so you've been listening to me for 15 minutes on the speak out radio at 106.1 fm um i won't be able to say at the end of this episode so kakeets listening to speak out radio on access radio on 106.1 fm uh hello and welcome uh my name is emlyn i use they them pronouns and joining me today we have compass and i use they them pronouns also this is is this a weird switch for you compass yeah. not being on the, <laughs> the intro duties I'm enjoying it. Every single time I do the intro duties, I'm just like, I've said it wrong. I've done it wrong. I'm just like, I'm like 106.1 FM, but I say it so quickly now that I'm just like, 
I, it could be completely wrong. Maybe they changed it. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? And they have a little panic afterwards. So this is great. This is great for me. Nice little, like, little, like a spa day for you, but for your brain and your mouth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so what are we going to be d- talking about today? Oh, yeah. Inform me. <laughs> so today, uh, it's basically just going to be me ranting about some of my favorite podcasts um, because this is my show now and I can do what I want. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to listen attentively. <laughs> so class is now in session. Um, <laughs> basically, today's episode is specifically about queer narrative podcasts. Um, for those of you who are probably thinking, what even is that, Emlyn? Well, I can tell you right now. Um, basically, think of it as like a radio play, except it's podcast. So it is a narrative that is being played out over a series of episodes, usually. Um, and it's in podcast form. And the queer implies that there is there, there's some queerness involved. Ooh. <laughs> um, so specifically today, I'm going to talk about a couple of my favorite ones that I've listened to. Um, and this is coming from someone who has a lot of trouble listening to podcasts. Um, the way that I had to listen to these is by doing something with my hands at the same time, because I am physically incapable of sitting still and listening to something. Um, vibes, so vibes. the fact that I made it through both of these podcasts is is a testament to how how good they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically. I feel like every now and then it's like, I feel like, me with podcasts is I have maybe like three, three or four that I will listen to and I can listen to them any time of the day. Mm-hmm. But um, any other podcast, it is literally hell to sit through, um, which I, I feel like it's just that thing of you need to start feeling engaged. Mm-hmm. And then once you're engaged, it's good. But it's it's quite hard, especially if your brain is like, um, yeah. yeah, it can be ha- quite hard to, to get into podcasts especially if they're long form um but these ones are are very good so the ones that i'm specifically going to be talking about today are the penumbra podcast more specifically the adventures of juno steel um and the magnus archives so going into the first one that i mentioned the penumbra podcast it's actually the way that they structure the podcast is that they have several different storylines kind of going on at the same time and they alternate between episodes of each. Um, but the one I'm specifically going to be talking about is The Adventures of Juno Steel. Uh, this podcast is like a film noir. It's like a noir detective story, but set in Mars in the future in a city called Hyperion City. Um. Ooh, I, I like <laughs> this already. Okay. Okay. Grace me with all of this knowledge. So the main character, Juno Steele, who the podcast is named after, um, is a detective, a private investigator, um, and he is also non-binary. He is canonically non-binary. He uses he, him pronouns, um, but is consistently and respectfully referred to as a lady throughout the entire podcast, which is fantastic as a non-binary person to have that kind of representation. Um, and it's, it's really lovely to hear every time it happens. Um, and uh, the podcast is has a large focus on a queer relationship between Juno Steele and another character who I will not name because the reveal of that character in one of the episodes is fantastic and you should listen to it um, (laughs) yourself. Um, Are we keeping this spoiler-free, by the way? I'm going to try and keep it as spoiler-free as possible and keep it, like, easy for those who do want to actually go and listen to these podcasts after this. Oh, my gosh, gorgeous. Um, Because I'm – you've already got me hooked and I'm already (laughs) – I like – you're going to send me the links to all of mm -hmm. this after this and I'm going to – 
binge listen to all of it. Hell yeah. Um, This podcast is really great because if you're a fan of any kind of like action or detective stories, it's really good. They have fantastic kind of spacey but also very noir music. Um, They have these little voiceover segments with Juno Steele kind of going into those like very typical like detective inner monologues that are just they're just so nice to listen to. They're so good. Um, And the creators have out and out stated that basically everyone in the show is queer. Every like they have stated that there is one straight person on Mars (laughs) where the story takes place. So like the entire thing is very friendly to, to queer people. Um, there isn't really much of a case of barrier gaze um, because everyone is queer. Um, you know, it's it's very good. It's very good. And I love it a lot. Um, the first episode is a very good episode where basically uh, Juno is hired to investigate um, the Kanagawa estate, the Kanagawas are a crime family in the Hyperion city, uh, specifically a murderous mask that has killed the, the head of the family, um, and written in his blood above the corpse is Juno Steele's name. Um, Ooh. and it's, uh, it's it, twists and turns abound. Um, so yeah, the Penumbra podcast is very good. They do also have another, um, I'll just track down the thing they have another uh series going on um what is it called the second citadel i believe um which i haven't personally listened to but is also very good and queer and features a polyamorous relationship um that is healthy and good with a lizard monster involved i think (laughs) oh i love that like like a humanoid talking lizard monster um (laughs) every polyamorous relationship has a, a giant lizard in it we which are you this. in the polyamorous relationship the humans are the yeah, giant lizard which, yeah. monster <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but like I, I love the fact that um, this has the potential for like a polyamorous relationship but there is like every single like D&D race in it mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that yeah choose your character um, so, yeah tell me more about like the the format of this because i haven't listened to these podcasts mm-hmm. i am here only as an as an avid listener um so like what's the sort of format of it is it like one person talking throughout like these these sort of episodes so and you w- said that they they split between different people so are there different voice actors for each of them yeah or? so they have voice actors for all of the different characters in these podcasts specifically um it's mostly the uh the main actor doing a lot of the dialogue, but they do have other voice actors coming in and playing the parts of all the other characters. They have a mixture of um, kind of sound mixing to create evocative like cityscapes or, or sounds of action or gunshots or whatever is going on. Um, and they have music as well, which is like diegetic or non-diegetic as in like it's, it's part of the scene, but also very evocative kind of background music. Um, so it all together it it's basically like watching a show, except there's no visual to focus on, which is also really cool because it means that you can kind of picture these characters how you want them to be in your brain. Um, another reason queer narrative podcasts are really good is that uh, there's a lot of room for headcanoning and for, um, you know, making these characters kind of your own and having your own interpretations of these characters in your brain. Um which is fun. I like. I personally like having a form of media where you know I can interpret the character how I want, um, and that's encouraged by the format of of the narrative itself. Um, and it still I manages to be that. quite engaging, even though there's nothing to 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 look at. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like even when I watch movies, half the time I'm not actually looking at them. Mm-hmm. They just like play in the background. And then I do like I have this game that I play that's like you have to put like these different colored waters into vials. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a weird thing, uh, <laughs> but like I feel like this like radio, um, radio plays these sort of things are really just great for my brain, because uh, you just put it on and then you can like do something else. It's mm. like if I'm not consuming like seven different kinds of media, my brain isn't working. You know? <laughs> it's very that. It's All very right. good to have on in the background. Although I personally can't really do that because I I tend to focus on the wrong thing and then I'll miss stuff and I have to like go back and rewind the episode um but they're great for listening to on the bus um at my last job I had a really long commute 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 whichever feels right (laughs) commute I think um I had a very long bus ride to be on that was about an hour or so which was perfect for listening to a couple of episodes of the podcasts. Um, the Penumbra podcast itself, uh, if I'm remembering right, the episodes are about an hour long each. Oh damn! Um, so the 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 they're hefty, chunky boys. Yeah. Let me just let me just Ooh, pull up nice. one of them on on YouTube. They're on YouTube, which is really great. Um, if you want to listen to that as well. Um, okay. I, I will about- say that. I, I've, I've, but since, um, since last year sometime, I can't remember exactly when I've been, I've been like watching and listening to Critical Role, mm-hmm. which is, which is a D&D podcast, which is great. Which I love. And those so episodes, much. yeah, those episodes are like four hours long. <laughs> yeah. So having an hour long thing, I'm like, that's like nothing. <laughs> I, I lied. Um, They're about half an hour long, ranging from like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Um, I was half just half an hour is like barely a book in my life. <laughs> so like these are I'm so ready for this. Yeah. Um it's very so, consumable. Uh, um I was just because the first episode is split into two parts between uh two episodes. So I was thinking of that that big long episode in my brain as just one episode. Um but yeah, all of the episodes are about 30 minutes each, which makes them really easy to consume and, and sit down and listen to. Um and if you're like me, you can just binge the entire first season in one day. Because <laughs> that's what I did. Um I literally I heard I don't know remember how I originally heard about this podcast, but I think someone I like had posted about it and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And then I spent about eight hours just sitting in front of my computer just listening to <laughs> the first season of this podcast. It got me hooked in instantly. Um, I love and it by so the end much. I was full weeping, <laughs> you know, sitting oh. there on my couch just just shamelessly crying because I'm a sap when it comes to media and I cry very easily. <laughs> oh, I knew a Pisces. I am. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, 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 it lines up. It lines we up. We don't need to bring astrology into this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bring astrology into everything. Um, that sounds so cool. How many episodes are there of this? Um. So in the first season, um, but 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 there are eighteen episodes. Um, and in the sick, they're currently halfway through their third season of the Juno Steel series, which is pretty cool. I have only personally listened to the first season because um, my life is uh, hectic and I find it hard to stick on with a piece of media, but it is on my to listen to list. Um, and I can, like, the first season is a great kind of self contained story on its own. Um, so it would made kind of like a perfect like stopping point and a perfect like picking up point to to listen to the rest of the series. Oh, lovely! 
yeah so that, that's that. that's the penumbra podcast um they're very very good um i'm i'm a very big fan of their work um the other podcast that i wanted to talk about which is my current favorite is the magnus archives um <coughs> oh my throat is does not want me to talk about this apparently yeah. <laughs> like, it's a sign it's a sign it's too beautiful for 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 life yeah. you can't bring this into exactly into existence um so the magnus archives no mere mortal can consume <laughs> the magnus archives i mean that's very on brand for the series so <laughs> oh ooh. okay tell me more tell me more uh so the magnus archives is in this podcast universe uh the magnus archives are Part of the Magnus Institute of London, which is a uh, institute that is devoting to researching the supernatural, um, and they take statements from people who have had encounters, supposedly, with supernatural beings or or uh, incidents. Um, the head, uh, the main narrator of the series, Jonathan Sims, um, who is coincidentally named after the writer of the series jonathan sims who also voices the character jonathan sims <laughs> yeah he named Are you really getting really getting that name out there yeah <laughs> little diversion but yeah uh, jonathan sims the character is just become the head archivist of the magnus institute and is converting all of these paper statements into digital forms and some of the statements aren't recording uh in using the recording software that he's using. So he is recording them on cassette tapes individually. Um, so each of the episodes are a statement from someone who has had an encounter with the supernatural. Um, if you are at all familiar with the Reddit board No Sleep, which is a Reddit board of like kind of small uh, horror themed stories, it's very much similar to that. Each episode is its own kind of self-contained uh, story of an encounter with the supernatural, usually in a pretty horrific way. So this is a horror podcast. Um, mm. At first, there doesn't seem to be much overarching narrative, but as the season goes on, it begins to kind of evolve and, and come into the fold. And there are a couple of other characters that um, show up uh, in the first season as well. And then more as you go on. There's quite a long list of characters, a lot of whom are voiced. Um, and very luckily, the, the Wikipedia has a very concise and... Uh, list of them all where you can refer back to because it can be hard sometimes because they like to refer back to characters from other statements and some statements um it's very good it's it i love it so much um i started listening to this podcast just into level four lockdown back last year um so i had a lot of free time because i was working as a travel agent before lockdown (laughs) yeah (laughs) so as you can imagine i had a lot of free time during lockdown um and this helped me get through it um as i said it is a horror podcast so enter with your own risk in that regard um but they have content warnings at the in the description of every episode and they're very concise and very consistent um and the wikipedia has a good summary of every statement on there uh exactly what happens in it and you know without giving away too many spoilers so if you want to skip an episode for you know your own reasons whether you you feel like you won't be able to handle it you can just go on the wikipedia and get caught up on the story and it's pretty simple like that um so they're really good about making it accessible for for people who may not have the strongest stomachs for horror (laughs) which is nice yeah Oh, that's awesome. That sounds really cool. It's like, um, is it always Jonathan Sims narrating it or is it loads of different voice actors? Or So Jonathan 
Sims is recording all of the statements. Um, so, okay, so it's always his voice. Yeah. In later seasons, some other people will record the statements, um, but pretty much every episode is a recording of a statement. And then the kind of the plot kind of comes in either halfway through if some, another character bursts in while he's recording and starts a conversation. Um, uh, <laughs> my dad is <laughs> outside waving at me. <laughs> Speaking of other characters coming yeah, in. Yeah. Very, very uh, on, on brand. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... The plot kind of comes in at either end of of, <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> my dad just chucked a, a, an envelope onto my bed behind me. <laughs> Good stuff. Distractions. Good stuff. So many distractions. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what was my train of thought? What was I saying? Um, other characters coming in. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Sims. Yes. The Magnus Archive. Yes. <laughs> Queer narrative podcast. Yes. Um. So, yes, uh, it is mainly Jonathan uh, recording these statements, but uh, the way that they do it with uh, Jonathan Sims, the, the real-life person, is a very talented voice actor. Um, and there are some episodes that have, have... I've literally had to turn off because it gave me shivers listening to. Um, and some where you just kind of forget that it is this character that's recording all of these things, and you kind of start listening to it as the person who is making the statement. Um, it's very evocative in that sense, um, and they have really good music uh, backing it, very eerie music. Um, this podcast does have very strong themes of eldritch horror, which kind of comes in a bit later. And there's I have so... no clue what eldritch horror is. Okay, I think like Lovecraftian, like uh, incomprehensible eldritch beings from beyond Ooh. the universe kind of Ooh. coming in and, and fucking shit up in our universe. <laughs> Ooh, you're really selling these. You're really selling these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you're at all a fan of horror, I would definitely recommend checking this out. In terms of like the queer side of this podcast, uh, Jonathan Sims, the character, is canonically asexual um, and is has been in relationships with men and women over the course of the podcast. Um, so it, and it's like made clear in the story as well. And it plays a very large part in the story, um, his queerness and the queerness of some other characters, which is pretty great. There is one character, Jonah Magnus, whose entire character, he founded the Magnus Institute. Um, hence why his name is Jonah Magnus. And his entire thing was basically seducing like rich aristocrats in Aristocrats. Aristocrats. <laughs> I watched the Aristocrats the other day oh, and it's an effect of my brain. No. <laughs> Aristocrats. Sorry. That's uh, the title of this episode, Aristocrats. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, yeah, his entire character is basically seducing rich aristocratic men and uh, then getting them haunted by various supernatural entities. <laughs> Yeah, a mood. Oh my gosh, gorgeous! I too would love to seduce a man and then get him haunted by the ghost of his sins. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So very much my jam. Very cool. I won't spoil kind of the overarching um, narrative that's there because it's very cool to see it come into into existence and see it develop. Um, and there are a lot of twists and turns along the way, but it. Also, the statements themselves, the the individual stories, are very cool and very fun. One of my favorites is one <laughs> which is affectionately named the homophobic vase one, uh, because Beautiful. a 
haunted vase basically eats a man's husband <laughs> and the entire <gasps> fandom has taken to calling it the homophobic face. Oh my face. gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So oh, it's good. Gorgeous. Tune in. It, it, yeah. It's top tier. Um, I would also, because I'm very aware that these two podcasts uh, heavily feature um MLM relationships uh men <laughs> I did want to give a quick shout out except for except for except for Juno yeah um yes uh but uh it's kind of these are very popular podcasts but there is also one Alice isn't dead which uh, the entire premise is that the, is that the same from the same people that did Welcome to Night Vale? Yes. So it's presented by the Ooh. people of Night Vale. Night Vale itself, I did want to talk about a little bit as well because it kind of paved the way for these podcasts. I've, I've listened to Night Vale, so <laughs> finally I'll be, I'll be an active participant. I'll be, able to, I'll be able to contribute. Yeah, Night Vale. Apart from the Aristocats thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Laughing no. at it. I'm laughing at it, I guess. Oh, yeah. So anyway, you've thrown me off my rhythm. You've you've pulled a John Mulaney on me. It was it was your own fault. It was my brain betrays me constantly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So welcome to Night Vale was a podcast that was released in 2012. Um, So it was it was wait it was quite uh, it's quite old at this point. Um, But it was notable in that it was a queer narrative podcast and. It, the main character Cecil from the first episode uh, was talking about how handsome the scientist Carlos is, and back in that day, you know, there weren't a lot of forms of queer media that were so open about being queer, uh, so it really kind of paved the way for other podcasts to to take on, you know, aspects of, you know, putting queer characters to the forefront, and I think has probably inspired pretty much all of these podcasts that I'm, that I'm talking about in some way, shape or form. Uh, if you were active in any fandom circles back in from 2012 to 2014, you probably heard of Welcome to Night Vale and you've at least listened to a couple of episodes and it's well worth giving a check out again. Now it's, it stands mm. up really. Um, it's entire thing is it's, it is a radio show in the town of Night Vale, which is this horrible, another eldritch, you know, <laughs> town where, where yeah. weird supernatural magical things happen. Um, and is being talked about by the host Cecil. Um, yeah. it's very good. It's so good. It's so good. I that sometimes I'm just like, how do these people come up with these ideas? Cause they're <laughs> yeah. just, they're, they're really fascinating. But also I, I think one of my favorite things about it is the fact that they just talk about it so nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, there's a dog park and nobody can go into the dog park ever. <laughs> and it's like, they, they just say it. They're just like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens here. And they, they're like, they won't really explain it. People won't even like react to it negatively. They'll just be like, yeah, that's part of life. And I kind of love that. It's kind of, it's like, it's like, it's basically, it's high fantasy, but nobody acknowledges the fact that it's high fantasy. Yeah. You know? It reads as very normal to the characters in this situation, yeah. which is very fun like, to listen to. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, tell us about Alice Isn't Dead. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Alice Isn't Dead is presented by the same folks who did uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Um, and basically, we're, I had a little blurb. Oh, yeah. Uh, so hey, Emlyn has so many tabs open right now. <laughs> Look, don't at me. Can you see my tabs? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> um, I can't, but I can tell. I've done my research for this episode. Um, 
So oh the basic... Like you're doing better than I do in every other episode. <laughs> I, had, I had to do this justice, so <laughs> my anxiety wouldn't let me do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the basic blurb of Alice Isn't Dead is that a truck driver searches across America for the wife she had long assumed was dead. In the course of her search, she will encounter not-quite-human serial murderers, towns literally lost in time, and a conspiracy that goes way beyond one missing woman. Um, so it very heavily features a queer relationship between two women uh, that is integral to the story and plot and is very fascinating to listen to. I've only listened to a little bit of the first episode, um, but I've been meaning to go back and, and actually like check it out properly. Um, again, it's on my list, but again, again, I, my brain list. doesn't deal with podcasts very well, which is so unfortunate because I love them a lot. <laughs> so. True, true. So yeah, if you're looking for another very good queer podcast, Alice Isn't Dead is definitely one to look out for. Um, there are a couple I could shout out as well. Um, on the subject of D&D podcasts, uh, The Adventure Zone, presented by the McElroy Brothers, is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast um, made by three brothers and their father playing D&D, which is, is very good. And it's okay. also very queer. Um, like they have a canonical uh, trans woman character. One of the main characters, uh, Taco, is gay. And Taco? Yeah, his name is Taco Taco. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and his sister Loop is Loop Taco. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he is a very flamboyant oh, gay that. wizard and he is fantastic. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it's very funny. It's very goofy. Um, and then they, in the last, like, they managed to just sneak in these sucker punches of emotion and, and storyline into it, which just, like, knocks you flat. And it's so good. Um, so that's another one to check out. If, if you're more on the D&D side of things, the Adventure Zone is very good and very queer. Um, so, very good. The good yes, shit. Love, we, we love that. <laughs> we love that. Uh, but yeah, um, Critical Role is also pretty queer. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say it's like as queer as these other things, but they've got queer characters in them, yeah. which I think is cute. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, I'm just. I'm the... just like, what can it? What can I? What can I contribute? <laughs> I'm just like, Emlyn's get like research. They've done all of this. Like they've done everything. I'm just here. Just what you can, being here is enough compass. What can I give? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please give me something. Give me something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we could talk about the pre- prevalence and love for horror that queer people have. Because, as you yes. might have noticed, a lot of these podcasts seem to feature kind of horror themes or are just horror podcasts. Um, Welcome to Night Vale is very kind of spooky sometimes in the subject matter it discusses. Um, the Magnus Archives is a horror podcast. Um, and the. Juno Steel is has does have moments of kind of pretty pretty horrific stuff happening of mm. you know um, masks that eat people you know so sure. do you what are your insights in terms of you know queer people's love for horror mm. I think it's it's really interesting actually because um I can't I I feel like I saw somebody talking about it on the internet of like so much of queer representation and queer media before like we've had this sort of it's like we still have a lot like a long way to go with queer rap yeah but before we saw queer characters in loads of different kinds of media it was mostly horror Mm -hmm. of like it was we mostly saw queer characters in horror um which i think it has like created like a really strong bond between 
um, uh, rainbow representation and the horror genre, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I think as well, um, rainbow people just have really good taste. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a, a really a cool thing. And I think as well, being able to like take yourself and put yourself into a different world is something that I think a lot of rainbow people really connect to. And I think as well, when we look at like, like instances, like, um, like Welcome to Night Vale. I'm not going to talk about the other podcasts because I haven't listened to them. And I feel like that would be, <laughs> okay. that would be a stretch. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like uh, when we like like Welcome to Night Vale, it's like uh, they're they're very explicitly like Cecil is very explicitly like rainbow, but it's not like a really big deal mm. in the world. But like it's the, the world is still kind of like has horror themes, but being rainbow isn't the thing that is horrific. Yeah. Um, which I think differs a lot in other sorts and other forms of media is like, um, especially if we look at like movies from the, the early 2000s um, or, or like even the early 2010s. Yeah. It's like being being rainbow was the, the awful thing and homophobia was the central plot. Whereas in these like these horror, these horror movies, these horror um, like in the horror genre, other things were horrific. Yeah. Uh, not being rainbow which I think is I think it, it I don't want to like undermine how important that was to queer representation where it is now and just having like casual queer rep as well I think is really important yeah yeah one of the things that I really like about the Penumbra podcast is that like it's treated as so normal in this society because it's set in the future. Um, and, you know, there is, like, capitalism and there is other stuff that's wrong with society. Um, but everyone is so... <laughs> like, the first time I heard someone refer to Juno as a lovely lady, completely seriously and respectfully, um, it it really hit me. Like, being a non-binary person, I don't have a lot of representation in media. So having someone who is very openly and clearly non-binary and having that represented in the media and having it not be a big deal, it was so lovely. It was so lovely. Like, there is definitely a place for queer stories exploring, you know, the sad things or just, like, the story of being queer. But sometimes it's really nice to just, like, exist in this fantasy world where being queer just isn't a big deal. and just is. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I feel like that goes back to that thing of, like, we don't really have much queer representation. Like, even though we have more now, um, the representation we st- uh, still see is very, it's very one note. We get the same story over and over again. And it tends to be, like, cis-het people telling this like the queer mm. story that they've seen from media rather than queer people telling their own stories which are unique and individual even though we have like we have solidarity in our experiences which i think especially for the welcome the night veil vale, like the, the like they have rainbow people behind the scenes um which i think is really beautiful and really important in being able to tell unique rainbow stories that are true to the rainbow experience um, wow, I've I've contributed so much now. I'm, I feel happy now. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> we we got we got to manage Chops. your compass happiness. That, that, that yeah. that's this podcast. I've got I've got a Leo moon. I need I need this. <laughs> oh, Aristocats and yeah. astrology. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Aristocats in Australia. Oh Beautiful. God. Okay, we've gotten we've gone we've gone for like a solid half hour, and we've got a we've got our lovely beautiful beginning segment recorded by yours truly. Um, so, do, any last thoughts that you have? Any last um, crumbs of knowledge you want to give? Oh God, um, go listen to these podcasts. Give them a try, even if you aren't a fan of horror. The Magnus Archives is very welcoming. Like, I love horror, but I'm also quite squeamish, which which is not fun. Um, and there's only been a couple of episodes where I've actually had to, like, turn it off and, and you know, <laughs> go listen to something else, even though it evokes a very kind of spooky atmosphere. Um, so go listen to them. Uh, go listen to them on any platform you can. I know specifically, like, the Penumbra podcast, uh, they have it on their website. They have it on YouTube. Pretty sure they have it on Spotify. Magnus Archives, I listen to it on Spotify. So it's very accessible. Um, very, very good to listen to. Um, so, yeah, I hope I've been helpful in recommending you some some good queer media to, to, <laughs> to consume. I definitely feel like I've got a list now. So hell yeah, hopefully hell yeah. people listening have a list as well. <laughs> I look forward to hearing hearing your your thoughts on <laughs> how the stories progress. Oh, yeah. oh don't you worry, don't you <laughs> worry. I'm sure we'll do like a follow up episode. Oh, that be which so is cool. Just like it's like like the tables are turned. It's like you just sit there and I I like shout my opinion at you. <laughs> I would be so down for that. That would that would be yeah. fun. <laughs> so yeah, amazing. That that is my thoughts. Yeah. Well, do you, do you have any parting thoughts? Um, you did a great job. Aww. Very well researched. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you did a great you. job. Now, would you like to? Would you like to do the sign off? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for for joining us today and listening in. Uh, and you have been listening to Speak Out Radio on Access Radio on one hundred six point one FM. Kakeets.